positive. I mean, I got to know, how big was that sage? Oh, I like them big, so it was, it was a big I, one. <laughs> how big was it? I'll show you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? After, after the shit I went through, let me tell you about people and their fucking panic. I went to Target. I just needed, like, four things. They were out of everything. Like, shit that I was like, why are they out of laundry detergent? Laundry detergent. I was mouthwash. Like, dumb shit that you're like. I've been to Cuba, and I was shocked in those stores where it was, like, mostly empty. Uh And just, like, a few things to choose from. That's what these fucking stores look like. So I just came home, and I was like, I'm stressed. I'm going to do a podcast. I need to give my best, right? Hell yeah. So I busted out the big ass sage and just like went to town. Hell yeah. Went to town. Hell yeah. <laughs> Someone, my guest for today, she's venting. We got so much to talk about. Fuck the coronavirus. <laughs> Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, aka Mega Man. This will be episode 135. My guest for today, we're in a secret location in Downey. I don't want no stalkers coming over here and stuff like that because I'm going to have to kick some ass. Fix my kick some ass. Dusty my kick some ass. Heidi will kick some ass. You know it, girl. Uh, my guest for today is Heidi Perez, the former co-host of the Dusty and Heidi Show podcast. Heidi, what is up? Hey. Right, the first thing I saw was that Dodger house. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> Are you a Dodger fan? I'm a Giants fan. Ew. Ooh. No wonder. Right, we can get through this. We can get through this. We can get through. This. That's what she got the stage for. <laughs> it's like, we can get through. Dude. You know what? We got beer. Oh my god. I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. Can Can I give this a shout out? Yeah. So Mega Man brought me. So I told him I wasn't drinking beer, but he was all fuck your diet, and he brought me this. A monkish beer. It is amazing. It is so good that I'm glad I took him up on it. It didn't take much convincing, though, huh? He was no. like, here's beer, and I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know, after after the stuff you're going through with the, uh, uh, going to the market and stuff, girl, you need to I relax. Need, I needed to. I was ready to pour myself a vodka soda, but I was like, you uh-uh. know what? I have this beer. I love the can. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. And the beer is just so tasty. Be- oh my gosh. When we're done with the podcast, I got a whole bunch. I'll, I'll bring one just in case Don't for you and Hannah. I'll bring another one for you. I'm trying to get right and tight. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring sexy back, y'all. Sexy. And he's, and he's giving me beer. But this is good beer. This is not your ordinary Pacifico beer. This is the best. I know <laughs> you. Sure about Pacifico. Well, I mean, I mean, no one's buying Coronas. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Huh? Yeah, I was telling uh I was telling you earlier, like, that Monkish Bear is probably one of the best breweries of all the United States. Wow. Probably one of my top three. And it's excellent. It's, uh, and they don't distribute. You have to go get it over there. There's long lines. You have to pick a number and everything. Damn. Yeah. Hardcore, huh? Oh, La yeah. Carniceria. Yeah, I seen, I seen, like, you know, people buying drugs, people selling beer cans out. Like, hey, you, I got, I'll give you two for five, two for five, <laughs> two for five. I even saw a guy, had, he brought his baby in the store. I had a whole bunch of beers. Hey, you want two cans? I'll, I'll do a trade or get this. Me hustle. People are hustling. With this beer? With Monkish, any of Monkish beers. Hustle. The hustle is real. You know what? I think I'm going to actually hold on to the can because it's so cute. Hold on to it. I have a thing for bottles. Uh I love like pretty unique bottles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm gonna hold on to this can. It's cute. Cause Monkish, uh, the owner Henry, he's into hip hop. It's all hip hop music over there. The vibe, the energy. It's 
It's the best. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, I just, I was like thinking like, man, I was, should I buy a six pack of Pacifico? Should I, should I, <laughs> should I post, should I get some good, like good craft beers for, yeah. uh, for Heidi? Yeah, broaden my horizons, man. Uh-huh. No, this is really good. I hope you get a discount after this, I, after this endorsement that you've given them. <laughs> I hope, man, dude, I, I mean, I'm always over there. It's so, so good. But, um, we got so much to talk about. Let's you know, get to it. We'll get to I it. I feel like we uh, ran out of time last time. Like, time flew. Time flew, but I feel like when we did the podcast, we I, it wasn't, we talked about it. It wasn't like, eh, it, we're, I wasn't feeling it. And Mormon told you the incident with the lady, I guess someone, she was cheating on her husband, <gasps> you know? Whoa. Yeah, so with all that, it's like, okay, whatever, I don't want to go through that stuff. And I think it, it was too much people. And I wanted, it's like, there's too much going on. And you know what? I I have to, um, I don't like to censor myself. And I felt in that environment because I have some views that are a little Mm -hmm. radical (laughs) as a woman, especially. Mm -hmm. You know, I could see where I could be offensive to someone trying to have a nice dinner (laughs) right next to me. And I'm talking about dicks, right? (laughs) And they're like... Mm -hmm. Trying to have a family dinner. Family dinner Sorry. is like what when I when you were talking about when I when it's on the VIP is like oh and Fix told you do you like buff dudes like hey I don't like buff dudes because it it could be small down there. No, well let let's correct that. Uh oh, let's correct that. I don't like the video he showed was like this ridiculous huge yeah. gorilla. And I like buff guys. Okay. I, I like uh, you know I like a guy who has a nice broad back and nice broad shoulders That's and don't forget shit. the butt. I love nice butts. Oof, yes, for sure. <laughs> um, but that was like, yeah, when I see a guy like that big, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, mm. You know, it makes I'm like, I know, I think I know what you're working with. I mean, you're overcompensating for something. Fuck, why would you want to be that huge? So, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, you know, dicks and family dinners just don't go together. Mm-hmm. So I felt that day like I had to tone it down where I was like, I, you know, I got <laughs> to be respectful of my environment. <laughs> it doesn't always work. It's well. okay because a lot of people are like, oh, that's so disturbing. But they could be freaks out when they get to the house. They could, they put their little mask on. Uh-huh. They just fake the fuck. They fake the fuck. You know, they get all nasty. <laughs> and I put a picture up like, oh, yeah, people all freaked out for coronaviruses. But guys like to eat out a girl's ass in freaking five minutes. <laughs> Me and her in a club. <laughs> Me die it's true, that right? So true. It's, it's true. So true. Like, like, oh, you don't. Yeah, you just met her. <laughs> like, you know, I, I feel like a guy and men and women, right? Like, you guys should visit each other's places, um, because like, if a guy's dirty, I don't want to suck your dick. Uh, you know, like if I go to your place and your fucking place is dirty, you're dirty in my mind. You're dirty. You may shower. But you're dirty, and I don't know. I that's I maybe I judge. No, no, I'm I'm the same way too. Because I mean, I I like to keep my place very super clean and very. I don't want to make it uh, as a home because I might be moving next year to Downey. So I. But still, like I know. Look, before I bought this place, my shit was in like I lived out of boxes, right? But it was clean, and so that's why I'm like, look, I'm not. I don't care. If you have your place decorated, I'm paying attention to whether you have a grimy ass toilet, <laughs> whether you fucking vacuum vacuumed the last three months. You know, like those are the things that I'm like, because I'm like, if you can't keep your space clean, you're dirty. Mm. I pay attention to cars too. Keep your fucking cars clean. Keep your cars clean. What about shoes? You know, this is the thing. I used to, but now I realize like 
you know, sometimes you're doing shit in your shoes. Or, you know, what if you went for a nice hike? Or I want a guy that's active, right? So dirty shoes, I'm all right with dirty shoes. What? Now, now, like grimy looking shoes, that's different. Like old and... What about guys' nails? Oh, yeah. Just keep them short. Keep them clean. <laughs> Although, let me tell you it's fucking sexy. Oh, shit. Because I love a man that can, like, fix shit or work on cars. So if a guy has, like, that... You, you'll see it like on the tips of their fingers, almost like that little bit of caked in dirt from working on shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know they've been working on stuff because like they're kind of callous. That shit's sexy. Callous. Yeah, oh. put your dirt on me. That shit is sexy. You know, I got a story for you about that with my callous because when my stepdad, he does carpentry and tiles and all that. Oh, that shit. And see? he says to me, let me see your hands. He said, oh, Mega Man. Well, at the time, Steven, you have soft hands. You're not a man. I say, why? Because you don't have callus. Your hands are not hard because only real men, macho Mexicans, have callus, not, not soft pussies like you. I was like, fuck. I, hey, I'm, I'm trying to work. I'm not going to lie. When I, if, I hold, if I touch a guy's hand and it's, you know, it's real soft, unless he's got like a really high-end position where I'm like, well, yeah, you know, you're... Yeah, I might be a little like, mm, why are hands so soft? But I'm, <laughs> you know, we're all different, right? Like, yeah. what some women, like men, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what some men like, others don't. And that's just what makes the world beautiful. Like, there's something for everyone out there. Yeah, I like to be the, like the renaissance, like a mixture of everything. Okay, he's a hard worker. He has a good family. He works hard. He likes to get his hands dirty. He doesn't want to be, a, he wants, likes to show love to his lady, like all the above and all that stuff, you, you know? see, for me, because, you know, I'm not into relationships and shit. So oh, we know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much work for me. But like a guy who can put it down and fix some shit in my place, I'm like, I will cook for you. <laughs> Right? Like, that is my ideal friend with benefits. Right? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can fix my fucking... I don't know. Whatever needs fixing in my place, you know? Uh-huh. And, you know, you're good in bed. Oh. Oh. It's, it's He's hard. a keeper for a while. It's, it's kind of hard sometimes out there, <laughs> but you it's know? it's a lost art. Most men nowadays don't know how to fix things, you know? It's... Um, they don't know... You know, it's they're not handy. They don't... Mm-hmm. Like, they can't even change a spare tire like it's crazy mm-hmm. um so i think because it's such a lost art for me at least it's very appealing when i when a man is able to do those things kind of like women who nowadays don't really cook like Ooh. right that's becoming a loss a loss art also that so true. men are i can't tell you it's and i've seen the change like I've always cooked. My mom taught me how to cook, so I've always known how to cook. Mm -hmm. In my early 20s and even, like, 30s, it wasn't so super impressive. Now, like, mid-30s and now, when I tell men or when they find out I can cook, they're like, what? I just suddenly, I might have been, like, a 6, and I became, like, an 11, right? (laughs) Because they're like, you can cook? Because it's such a lost art. What about a bonus for a guy? He likes to get his hands dirty. He's good in bed, but he also cooks. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's bonus points right Hell, there. Hell, yeah. And he goes like, man, this is like, fuck the restaurants. I'm staying in. Mm-hmm. I'm saving money. I've, I've, I've had a few guys that can cook. Yeah, it's nice. I like when they can grill. A man that can grill. Because I can cook. I can cook. I can bake. But I can't fucking grill. Grilla, gorilla. I know you're married, but oh. this guy knows how to... <laughs> you know what? Tell me why I got so happy when I, I was like, I need to meet this man. I 
to have his food. These, he can do everything. He can cook sada, octopus, I mean, ceviche. He does it all. And he was self-taught. That's why real a lot master. of real grill, I mean, the super master, that's why we call him the legend. He's like the godfather because a lot of grill masters, huge people come for him for advice. Wow. But he doesn't want to show his his life because he's a family guy first and everything. Yeah. He's like, how come you don't want to start your own business? Like, nah, I'm not into that. But he knows everything about food. Nice. And it's like, well, that's how I keep my wife happy, <laughs> you know? But he makes so much delicious food and everything. And Yeah, cooking but, is a bonus. Mm-hmm. I, it's not necessary because I know how to do it, and I'll, I'm going to toot my own horn. I feel like we should give ourselves credit more often when we're good at something. I'm really good. So for a man to outdo my cooking, you got to be damn good in that kitchen. So let us let me just handle it, right? I can't grill for shit, so you you take care of the grill. So it's a bonus, but for me, if you can fix some shit, I think I've met more men that can cook Ooh. than can fix fix stuff oh i thought you meant like a kid that can fuck <laughs> well, probably that <laughs> most men are very disappointing wow <laughs> yeah well, most men are very because they, average because because they talk a big game no be i because they care about themselves they only you know most men um really only care about their own pleasure and getting you know it's all about me 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 yeah and so, and it's really obvious, like, when a man is only cares about him. So, that's, you know, unless I could get off within that time period. There's no time. <laughs> right? You know, like, I hurry up, I gotta get mine, put by. Yeah, they're just, you know, and then, you know, they do some stuff, but again, it's more for their own pleasure. So, like, my favorite kind of man is, um, like, a man who loves women, like, not just like likes women, but and usually these are more like the players, but they have like just this appetite for women, all sizes, all shapes, right? Like you, they can't even really tell you I have a type. Yeah. So that kind of man who just like appreciates a woman is usually really good in bed because they just like love every inch of her mm. and they want to explore every inch. So mm. men like that are usually really good in bed. It's you know, I think there's men that think they really love women but they just really love getting off on women they don't really love women so there's a huge difference i'm a little making myself quiet right now because I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to soak this in right now because i i want to get into i want to get into heidi's brain for a second because I, I gotta hear what a woman feels and how and what she expresses how how a guy is in bed i'll yeah. totally get it but it, that's yeah. always been because I know for a guy it's always gonna be it's gonna be a me 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 fuck 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 and that that. But what about it's like well instead of like if a girl tells me Mega Man like I want to please you I'll be like fuck that let me let me please you and stuff like that. And like what me? It's like yeah I'm always been like that. I don't like I like being a pleaser, mm-hmm. and, and, but I don't like to be teased. Mm-hmm. But it just it really depends if, if there's like a balance, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Yeah, you know, but. Friends and benefits here and there. I was telling you earlier, like, I don't even want a relationship no more. I feel like being my past one and, and having so much free time of doing everything with the podcast is going good. Um, give my family, the kids, you know, just whatever with work. Like, I'll be honest, like, I'd rather just have friends and benefits. You know, I'd rather, like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of good with that. Yeah. As long as she understands, like, hey, look, I'm going to be honest. This is what I want. If you like it, you like it. But, you know, but if if I did have friends with benefits with someone, I would kind of want to be just one person 
Yeah. I don't want to focus with like three or four girls I'm and stuff. I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way. Which is funny. I'll, I won't ever tell a guy he's the only one. Because, you know, if you want to do your thing, go for it. But you want to be protected because yes. you don't know if oh yeah no, you're the only sure. girl for me but what happens if one day you do do him raw or something like that it's like yeah. wait wait what the fuck dude mm-hmm. like why what happened yeah i totally get it because yeah. it's scary out there you it never sure know is. yeah so and that's why like i love the thought of like just having that one person so that you could fully enjoy one another and mm-hmm. um because it, it is i mean just like it's different for you guys going raw it's different for us it feels completely different you know i how so it, it's it feels a lot better without a condom of course but right? you still want to be protected because you don't know who that guy yeah. is it's that's why you built the trust first yeah but you see and this is where i'm always torn like i guess because i don't i don't want anyone questioning me i'm not going to question you gotcha. so i'm not going to tell you you're the only one um because i don't want you questioning me i don't want to question you and i don't this is this is gonna sound fucked up, but I don't want you to feel special. You're not the only one because you're special. You're the only one because I just want to fuck one person at a time. Do you feel like when when people have friends with benefits, either it's her or him who's gonna catch feelings first? Always. I always it, thought that. It always I always thought that. Yeah, I don't think I really. I wish I could find that situation where we're both just like like we're just cool like even though we could be friends with we could hang out go to the movies but we're still cool nah we ain't doing all that <laughs> <laughs> no we'll watch Netflix at the I house got, I got girlfriends to do that shit with <laughs> sorry <laughs> no we don't need to do all that like that's too much time I don't, that's too that's much time too I don't want to be I don't want to be out in public <laughs> we don't need to do all that TMZ might see us you know why because then the signals get mixed up mm. you know the, that's relationship shit you know, like, mm-hmm. you ain't holding my hand. Like, we ain't gonna, like, cuddle after. Like, no. You know, if someone's, like, super hella cool, I've had guys who are cool, and we could, like, lay in bed for a little bit after, shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna get into deep conversation. I don't even want to know you. If you have, I don't, I may know you have kids. I don't even want to know their names. Oh, wow. That's just how it is. Like, we don't. The more you know about someone, the more of a connection you're building, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And if I don't want that, let's just keep it real. Like, I ain't fucking talking to you about my son. You know, no, that's like, that's precious to me. Like, so, yeah. So I keep it, I mean, I, I, want it, I want it to be fun, but let's just keep it real surface level. Like, we're not going to get deep. But I, I don't know what it is about me. I mean, maybe it's the work I do. Like, these motherfuckers want to tell me everything, and I'm just like... <laughs> Like, I think you need a therapist, <laughs> not me, right? Because they just want to get all deep and shit. And I'm just like, I'm not. I need I your doctor, Phil. I don't know what made you think I wanted to know all that about you. Damn. Yeah, I'm yeah. honest. You know, I'm not I'm not going to be mean when someone's opening up because yeah. I think that's like my natural nurture side to be like, okay. Maybe because they're, they want to vent to you because maybe their wife or their lady's not doing that to them. I ain't fucking someone with a <laughs> wife or a lady. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, you never no. know. I don't no. know. You don't want to be no. that side piece. No, no. no. So I, <laughs> I'm side piece material. Uh-uh. No, honey. No, no, no. Not because you're telling me like they're, they're asking you all these deep questions or vent. they want to vent to you. I think there's just something naturally about my personality that people like just feel comfortable talking and opening up. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
I think that happens sometimes. And then, you know, the truth is, especially after sex and if it's good sex, right? If it's yeah. good sex, you know that feeling after where you're just like on cloud nine. Like you had an amazing You ever had that before? Like fuck, this guy yeah. fucked you so good. It's like, where the fuck am I? Yes. Where I'm like, I might have said some shit I didn't mean. Like, I love you. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like that? No. But, you know, like. Like you had to call out work the next day. Call out. Like wanted to <laughs> fucking stay and keep doing it you know like because usually i'm done let's go right like we're good Uh but yeah when someone's good i just want to lay there and like take it all in like that was amazing right Uh that's very rare so when it does happen i could see where you're almost in a state of euphoria and so like your barriers have come down a little Mm. right like when you're super excited for instance about something you're not as guarded oh yeah Right? Mm-hmm. Because you're just in the state of like happiness. And that's kind of what happens when you've had amazing sex and have had an amazing orgasm or have like this really, um, this tight connection, which I don't, I've only had with very few people. Um, so sometimes, you know, the guard comes down and you're just like, oh. Like the sex, the vibe, the, the, the I don't know, like whatever in the air was like just that day was like, Wow. Whoa! Yeah, and it's like, how come I can't have that day? Like fucking Groundhog Day. Yeah. How come I can't have that day? Every day. Every day. <laughs> I would be so tired. Oh <laughs> yeah, but I would be depleted. <laughs> I know, but no, I get it now, and that's where it's like, you know, I, I made a decision. You know, like I'll tell you off air, but I think there was a person who wanted to come back to my life, you know, and everything, and um, we don't know, but I just, I, I don't want to take a chance. I want to think about it. I don't want to, you know. Okay, yeah, then things fall apart again. So, but like someone trying to come back as a relationship or just like, yeah. oh, but you said you didn't want one. Now you're thinking I, of it? Because I already know what I, I already know what I'm going to get with this person. I already know. How, if, is she, is she going to change? Didn't we talk about this, about people, like, you can't. Can't do that. You can't do that. You know, because like, oh, yeah, like because you cannot put a Band-Aid and it's not stitched up and healed. You can't. Because, like, how do I know if you're going to be like that? Prove it to me. How how, how can I prove it to you? Well, we don't know. But this is the thing. I'm going to play devil's advocate for you. Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay. I love it. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Why would you want someone who you need to change? Or who you want to change? She needs to change for herself, not for me to change for her. Why would you want someone that you feel should change? Oh my God, that's a good question. Because I'm gonna tell you, there's only been one man in my many, because okay, this is the thing. I may sound like a raging slut, but I've been single. My son is 23. His dad and I separated when he was only six years old. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've been single all that time. So I've dated a lot. I've gone out a lot. I've experienced a lot, right? In all those years, I've only met one man who was so fucking amazing that there wasn't a thing I would have changed about him. I was just stupid at the time. I wasn't ready. He was my one that got away. He will be the one that to, that I will probably die and be like, I was fucking dumb, right? Is he married still? He's with someone now, yeah. He's with someone. If he was single, he'd be like, can't take me back. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Ain't gonna lie, I'd have to suck it up. But there was nothing about, I mean, we just had an amazing relationship. And I think maybe that's why I don't want to, like, I know, I meet people and I'm like, 
everything pales in comparison. So why would I, I've had the best. Why would I settle for less type, type of thing? Mm-hmm. But I've also dated men that I've been, I've wanted, well, not, well, I've been like, if you were different, I'd be with you. So why would I want to be with someone that I want to change? Like, why would you want to be with this woman who you feel needs to make certain changes? Critical changes. Not small ones. Critical because you're not together. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd rather just be with someone who has the chemistry and I don't have to change. She already knows. Like, I get it. Because I think, like, um, my nieces who live next door, they are an amazing couple. They got together really young, so they've been through a lot of shit together, but they've been together like eight, nine years. And they, to me, are a perfect example of two people growing together, and growing requires change. Mm -hmm. But I think like that should be a natural progression. Mm -hmm. Not like I'm with this person and I wanna fucking change A through Z about them. Oh, now I know why. I get it now. Like, you should love him for who he is, but if you change him, he's not, you're forcing him that he, you're forcing him to be something that he doesn't want to be. More than likely. I totally get it. More than likely, right? That's, and that, how's that fair to him or her? Now, it could, you know, I, I may agree with you. I may look at her after you, you, you know, maybe you might tell me about her and I might be like, fuck, she should change that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But for all we know, there's someone out there who thinks she's perfect the way she is. Right? So, ladies, uh, you know, Mega Man's single and, and, and uh, d- disease-free and corona, uh, coronavirus-free. So, uh, he ain't getting back with her, y'all. Yeah, so let me know. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank just, you. You're welcome. This is, this is Dr. Heidi Dr. right Heidi here. Dr. Heidi in the house. All right. Okay. So, I totally get it now. I totally, Because if, if you're going to change someone, then it's not meant to be. If you know that means okay, whatever. I just because I I feel like change happens. It's natural, right? Especially when you're with someone. But it should be it should come from a it should come from that person. You know, it shouldn't be you saying like you need to do this 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 because then that's your idea of who that person. But should you be. think in a way it should it shouldn't well I know, yeah I totally agree, I, I agree with that. Um but it, it should be like something to work together. Mm-hmm. Because there's some people out there that can be very ego or very stubborn, mm-hmm. very prideful. I'm not right here. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> She's sitting in front of you. <laughs> yeah. But then you know because it's like, well, why am I going to change, you know? It's like I'm me for me. If you don't like it then so be it. You know, and stuff like that, you know, but some, but it could be with men or women, you know, sometimes they don't want to admit that it's, it's my fault. I, I fucked it up. Yeah. And that's why it's like, okay, you're going to die with that forever. And you're going to admit like, you know what? Mega Man was right. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. It might have, and that's the thing too. Like, I'm not saying don't communicate things that bother you. Mm-hmm. You, sh- you have to, right? In a healthy mm-hmm. relationship, you should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that person doesn't agree with you, right? If that person um, doesn't feel that that's a change that is necessary in his or her life, mm-hmm. can you live with that? And if you can then that means you're accepting that person as they are with their flaws and everything. If you cannot and it drives you fucking crazy, you're crazy for thinking you're going to keep pounding that and somehow one day this person's going to be like, he was, 
I'm going to change today. That's like her saying to me, like my ex, uh, Mega Man, either it's me or the podcast. Yeah. Or you can put the podcast or me. It's like, you know what? I made a promise before I met you that I'm going to keep on going. If it gets big, oh well. If it doesn't, oh well. But at least I took a chance. You know what? Let me think about it. Podcast. Because podcast will always be there. And if you can't support me, then there's no us. I already told her in the beginning. Well, even consider that. What, in my opinion. Okay. Um, why would someone make you choose between two things that are so important to you? That is a good question, what you just said, because I feel like she did not realize, why do you do the podcast for? Because it conquered my depression. Did she ever ask you? No. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I think that it's those simple little things, like taking a moment, which is difficult. Trust me, because I'm no one to talk sometimes when it comes to this. But that's why I'm in a relationship, y'all. I'm selfish. Mm -hmm. I'm selfish. I'm self-centered. I know this. Um, but if you're in a relationship, there's no room for selfishness, mm -mm, right? No. And I think it's sometimes taking that step back and asking questions like that. Like, okay he's as a woman let's say i'm your ex right okay. yes he's making such a fucking big deal of this podcast why is it such a big fucking deal to him i'm asking you why is that podcast so important to you right yeah because that one question could really provide so much insight as to why because for maybe i'm thinking oh he just he, you know, he just has this crazy dream. He just wants to be famous. He just da, 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 da. Not even realizing that there's a much deeper level. There's a much bigger picture. Mm -hmm. But if you don't ask, how are you going to know? Exactly. And I gave her little hints here and there. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I always ask people who have, a, people have podcasts, why do you still do it? Why do you do podcasts for? I always want to know why. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like my, 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 my words weren't getting out. I needed to vent. You know, no one was listening to me of what I was going through and stuff. So in a way, your podcast is almost like your, your therapist. Yeah. And, and a lot of the time, nine out of, nine out of ten, they always say yes. Yeah, self-help. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not going to spend $300 an hour for fucking that, like a shrink or whatever. Yeah. This is my podcast, you know. Yeah. This is, I think in a way, a lot, of pod, a lot of people who listen to podcasts, they want real shit. Mm -hmm. They want real, like, oh shit, what's Mega Man like when he's not doing podcasts? Well, this is me, and that's why I do with the Mega Man's life. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted people to know, you know, like when Felipe Esparza said, Mega Man, you just be you. Be you. You know, don't be scripted, whatever. You be you, and people will love you because you're, you're like, you're one of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's one of us. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a people's, he's a people's person. He's one of us. Yeah. He's like that. So that's what I do podcasts for. Yeah. Yeah. But... You've also shared that you did it for a much bigger reason, which was to battle your depression. A lot you know? of people won't say that. And I've been there. You know, there were times I, that's not the reason I podcasted, mm -hmm. but, and you know, and there was one time where I've been, I've been doing the show with Dusty for years and he had no idea that I suffered from depression. What made you decide to do the podcast? Like, you know, with she Dusty. fucking hair up my ass. Like, well, mm -hmm. because I went on there as a guest. And oh, he got, I didn't know that. Yeah, he okay. got... I told you this story the last time. He got I was good, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. But yeah, so he got good feedback on, on my appearance. And he, the female co-host... Because 
His original show, there it was three of them. It was two guys and a girl. Oh. And so it was called the Oddcast. Uh, what? Yeah, like weirdos podcast, you know, a play on podcast. Because again, Dusty, credit to him. He's been in this shit way before anyone knew. Way before. Who's Joe Rogan? Like way before. I'm no talk- way. Oh, shit. I started Roller Derby in 2011. He'd already been podcasting for several years. Before. Before 2011. I, you know, I'm going to get him on because I'm going to think about what, yeah. what year because yeah. there's a lot of people who podcast way before like Kevin James or, you know, Alan Carolla and stuff. So maybe he could be one of the Godfathers. Yeah. Oh, no, he is. I'm telling you, I had no idea what a podcast was. And I started watching him and I was like, oh, this shit's funny. And then when he asked me to be on, I'll, like he asked my team, like a few of the girls from the roller derby team. Uh-huh. So like three or four of us went on. And apparently he just got, you know, because I have a big fucking mouth. I told you, like, I just, I'm, I'm kind of a performer, right? <laughs> so, not a real one. But, um, so when he was gonna, his female co-host was going to leave, you know, she had something else that was going on. Mm-hmm. He was like, I need a female co-host. And his male co-host left right as soon as I came on what? too. So it was just he and I, that's how I became the Dusty and Heidi show. Okay. But, um. I just went on and I was like, this is cool. This is fun. And I love running my mouth, talking shit. And that's what our show was about. It was never serious. Sometimes we'd get into, a, a lot of times we'd get into these topics, which was really cool because that was like kind of our specialty. Mm-hmm. But um, he had no idea that I suffered from depression and I have since high school. And podcasting was an outlet. There were times where I was just like, I remember one time I was in a really bad place, like dark, 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 dark. We have. Right. And um, I told him that was the first time I opened up to him and I told him how I was feeling. And I even said, I don't know how I'm going to do today. And he looked at me and he was just like, first off, you know, he gave me a huge hug and he was just like, first off, the fact that you're even here means the world to me. And second off, don't you fucking worry about how you, you know, don't worry about it. But you know what? As soon as that mic went on, it just, it, it took me away for two hours or however long we were there. And that's what this does for a lot of people. Oh, man. Right? I'm being a little emotional right now because. That's all right. Nah, nah. tissue, man. Nah, nah, fuck that. I don't need that. I take got my, I got my tissue. Take that fucking tissue. I got fish. <laughs> Make it make yourself bubble. It's soft. It's oh. soft. <laughs> no, because, because I got a little tear because the way how you explained it and you, you know, you, he, he helped, he was there for you. Yeah. And he, and he was more like, I get it. Yeah. I wish in a way she should have been like that with me. Yeah. You know, when I did, I want to do it for. Yeah. And uh, I get it. And sometimes I always think to myself, why am I still doing the podcast though? Yeah. Why am I still doing it? And there's times I want to quit. It's like, I don't want to do this no more. Mm-hmm. But I still keep on going. Because mm-hmm. so What people, keeps you going? I guess in a way, you know, when you have a lot of people who look who look up to you or, or the DMs say, hey, Meg, man. I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Keep on doing it. You know, you're doing it. You know, and, you know, and, and I didn't know when I was, saw the video with VIP, we did. And you said, shout to Megan, man. Honey Perez. Like, that's my boy, Megan, man. I was like, I was like, did you say Mega Man? Yeah, you know? Because yeah. I, I get We were actually talking about you before we even went on air. I got him fucked up. Do you hear the story what happened? What happened on my podcast before we did? No. We got smoked out <laughs> after and we went to we went to Panda Express and we we're talking shit. I heard up with my fucking food motherfucker. Oh my god. That's but yeah, the fix is one of the guys, man. He's awesome. I love that guy. He is great. You know, we 
Um, I first met Fix years ago. He um, came on to our show, onto the Dusty and Heidi show. Yeah. Because uh, he's a rapper. And mm-hmm. so him and his friend uh, Stanley Ipkiss, they came on to our show. Yes. And, you know, they were always so fucking awesome. Like, they supported the us energy. always. Great guys. Great guys. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Another beautiful thing that has come from podcasting for me, I mean, I've been out of the scene for like a year, right? More than a year. We're going to talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, I've been out of it for a few years. But even just like when you did the interview with um, Con Este from Social Primates. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie uh, Aguirre. I love that. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. But something so small, like when you posted our picture and he was like, wow, she's back. The support from the podcast community and the serious? people you meet. It's amazing, right? Like the other podcasters that you meet that support you and are there for you. Like I've met a lot of great people like earlier right now when you're like secret location and, you know, you'll have, you know, so it's, you know, dusty and, and, and you know, um, fix over here kicking ass. Like just to know like, fuck, man, I've met some great people. Mm-hmm. I've met some great people just running my dirty ass mouth. And I don't forget you because when I first heard you, you were on the George Perez stories oh, yeah. on uh, what, episode six. Six? Episode six. Now he's at 141, 145. Oh my God. No Megan, I did my homework. I did my homework. <laughs> episode six. The... You know, if George Perez is hearing this, I was one of your OGs. <laughs> one of the OGs. I was episode 50. But you're like really one of the top top 10 right there wow. like first one so that's why yeah. who was the first one in George Press? Jason Rouse is the first one and six ease on and all that so that's when I heard when I first heard because you're talking about relationships and this side dick Getty's going through his fucking baby mama drama and <laughs> shit crazy. like whatever <laughs> but yeah but that's how you when you meet people from the podcast and you have a network and yeah. you get to know them more then it's like you know like to me I'll say this before I always say it in the end but I see you I consider you as one of the Mega Man family of you know and I was always be there for you Thank no matter you. what and and I don't forget faces I don't forget it's like I remember I want to get her on yeah. and I've been I've been planning this out since last year I didn't tell you this well I remember you hit yes. me up last year but La- I had just started grad school so I was really worried yeah. <laughs> the timing the timing was the off timing last year was off you know my mouth has gotten me in trouble before and I was like I can't really a lot of times and so I'm like I just I can't afford to get kicked out of grad school you know so I think that I had to um I had to get comfortable with how I you know I I know there are certain subjects I won't touch yes you know I just won't because Mm -hmm. of the times and again because I'm not trying to get kicked out of grad school we're making a stupid ass joke so there's just certain subjects I'm going to steer clear from but you know who's gonna attack me for my sexuality and my views on sex and relationships Mm. Mm. that's Mm -hmm. how I feel Mm -hmm. like you can't attack me on that you can't kick me out of grad school for it but you could kick me out of grad school for some other shit I've said in the past (laughs) yeah I don't want to talk about like political stuff or this or or no me too's I don't want that shit because you know I know Harvey Weinstein is on for 20 years now so that's kind of a good thing good fuck that scumbag oh I just gave my opinion (laughs) oh 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 yeah so I mean like I said like we, like meeting you for the first time I'll be honest when we, when we were supposed to meet up I was nervous were you? oh hell yeah I was nervous it's like oh my god that's how I do it <laughs> you know cause like I hear like you know when you meet when you meet like the people you hear like oh my 
god, you know? And I was all nervous, and I don't know, my hand was shaking, but you know, I was like, oh my fuck, man. But, you didn't seem nervous, so you played it off well. I, yeah, played it off well. <laughs> so that's why, I need, that's why I need those three beers. <laughs> that's why I was already drunk. <laughs> yeah, but um, getting to know you more and understanding you, I know, like, when you meet people for the first time, you want to know how the energy is and stuff yeah, like that, and sure. and all. And and that's how it was with Fix. You know, Fix invited me on. He's like, he's like, oh, when you come on again, and come on again. It's like, and Dre's like, man, Mega Man, there has to be a limit of you coming on the Super Audio Network, man. <laughs> I'd be told a limit of five or six. Cause hey, stop it, Dusty's gonna get jealous. <laughs> I, well, I'm going to be on Dusty's show pretty soon. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm going to get yeah. him on. We're going to do him. And there's two other networks uh, on the podcast, on the Super Audio, that yeah. want me on. Cool. So, there's... I'm going to talk to Dre. There is. There might be some stuff. You know what? That To me, that's family right there. The Super Audio Network, that's family. That's we, family. That's family. I met Dre. Shit. I think we were guests When on he had a ponytail? I don't think no he didn't have it anymore but he was still at his very first studio and you know Fix talked about it on the show with you Uh that first studio we went to and we were like dude this place is dope like it's because you've been there now right but did you know why he made that place like the garage because that's like you want to see how my place is when you go to his thing this is what I think about in my brain yeah I did not know. I was like, yeah. ooh, interesting. Really? No, and he's, um, I mean, Dre, shout out to him. He, he is just, he's a genius, like, the way his brain works and everything. And again, that's just, like, that's another person that made us feel so welcome, so at home. I mean, you know, to this day, like, we've known each other for years at this point, And to this day, like, even when... Dusty and I went on Monday. You know, it's I nothing but just like, oh, dude, I three times. <laughs> I was like, Heidi, you're killing me with the trivia. I saw it. I saw it so bad. You know what? I was like, I was like, I couldn't even give like a pretend answer. <laughs> I was just like stuck. I was like, I wasn't ready. <laughs> Can I use a lifeline? <laughs> but I would just like to give myself credit. How about me getting the right answer when I panic, though? I totally got the right answer when I thought, I don't know, whatever. I fucking blurted out and it was the right Fix answer. Fix was giving me the hard questions like, like freaking poetry or something. Like, I don't know that, you know? And you know, I should. I'm a fucking nerd. Like, that's the stuff where I was like, I should know this stuff. And then, so, you know, Fix... After that fucking show, I felt like I was all, I'm stupid. I don't know shit. I don't know about... <laughs> I don't know about... History, I don't know about intellectual shit. I don't know about mainstream media. I don't know shit. I you know what know I thought shit. he was gonna do? He put after you guys lost, he was, he, he was gonna put that sounds like you are the weakest link. <laughs> he showed up because I sucked so bad. I was so terrible. But it was know. a good episode, and it was uh, fun, fun time seeing you and Dusty again. I was like, wow, because like. I think you need to guys get a podcast together again. Aww. You yeah. should. But I know, I understand, like, with you, Dusty's doing his thing. You're doing your thing with your grad and all that. Maybe when once you get situated, maybe yeah. one time every two weeks. I don't yeah. know. You know, we were trying that for a little bit, too. It, you know, it just it just got a little hectic. But I do, with Dusty, like, the chemistry he and I had on the mic. Oh, yeah. Just, like, it's so natural from day one. How often you get... You, you you well you guys knew each other since high school yeah but the trippy part is we didn't really like we've known each other that long but we weren't friends in high school oh so it's not even like you could say oh well you have history together well no we really don't it wasn't we knew of each other like you know run into each other like whatever mm-hmm. it wasn't until i went on as a guest i'm 
I'm telling you, it was just like fucking freaky. Some, you know, when like the universe brought us together, because immediately we just read each other's cues so beautifully, so that's beautifully. rare. And we could call each other out on shit. We could talk shit to each other. Never once has Dusty offended me, and I don't think I've offended him. And we've said fucked up shit to each other. Like anyone that's heard the show, we've said crazy shit to each other. But um, we know there's a mutual respect there. So why why get offended? I got a question for you yeah. about Dusty. Why does he wear sunglasses in the night? He thinks he's cool. <laughs> I put my sunglasses at night. <laughs> I don't know, because he's, he's so fucking high, he doesn't want you guys to see his eyes. <laughs> Dusty, I don't know why, but, you know, I'm going to put my glasses. But if it's too dark, I can't see the fucking mic, dude. <laughs> No, I'm going to get you off. I got a lot of stuff to talk about with Dusty, man. You know what? I'm going to have a talk with them, too, because that angle on me, on that show, I look like a fucking hunchback. I was like, ew! You were like this. Right? I lo- I was like, why did they put me there? Like, that angle, so fuck that. And no, no, Dusty said, Dusty's, you, getting Dusty's like, you get in that side, I'll be on this side. For real? That's the good angle where Dusty's it at. It was the good angle. Fuck him. Next time, I'll be like, no, get your ass over there. Looking like a hunchback. Like, okay, what would they rather see? His shades or my rack? They rather see my rack. Well, yeah, I'd be like, oh, 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 oh yeah, the, the freeway story. The freeway story. Oh, we know about that. He was trying to talk to you, but he was looking at something Look like my fucking titties, asking me for money for his dead wife. Okay, bitch, did wow. you do something in my titties? Like, why are you staring at my titties? <laughs> that was crazy. I was just like, I was like, damn, you know, like a glance. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. But you had a full-blown conversation with my titties. I was just like, excuse me, sir. Like, I'm turning my head. Imagine if a guy had a big-ass piece and a girl's looking at his, the girl's looking at that guy's piece like, okay, what are you looking at? Oh, look at his piece. It's right there on the side. You know, it's you hanging know, I'm a pervert and I'd probably do that. <laughs> but it doesn't happen, right? I mean, like, you guys don't just I mean, because it doesn't stand out. If you're wearing sweatpants, then you can see it. I love one. <laughs> Guys, I love the gray sweatpant look. Nice, yeah. nice, yes, nice. Yes, yes. But it, it was a good episode. I loved it. The chemistry. I just crossed my fingers and hope one day you and Dusty will get a podcast. Aww. I'll support you all the Thank way, you. man. I'm going to tell I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow it up. I'm going to promote it. And not, <laughs> I'm not just you. saying that. You know how I am with my story. I'll promote yeah. the shit out Thank of it. You. And I want to get Dusty on. I was like, Dusty, man. You gotta bring it. You gotta yeah, bring it you back. have to bring him on. Maybe you can have both of us on one day together. Wow. You know what? Trouble. You know what? Though sometimes we have. That's a good idea. He and I. That's a little dangerous. You're gonna have to be a little aggressive because sometimes we I just have take skin. over. I have thick skin. But we take over. I love it. I love it. You know it. what? The fix did really good. He Shout did. Shout out, fix. He held it like he. That was his show. But Dusty and I, we used to do a lot of guest appearances in the past. And, um, you take over the show. Take over the fucking show. We were, it, it became the Dusty and Heidi show. You know what? I, oh, you know what? I talked. I don't know. Six fix was high as fuck. I don't know. He's on whatever. But we talked earlier. It's like you know, fix. You know, I told him before we did the podcast with the episode we did. So you know, you and I were, were the same. So why? We know how to take over a show, but we know how to put our foot down. Mm-hmm. You know, we we know when we have guests, we don't want the guests to walk over us, but Good. we like to keep, like to keep it very balanced. There are some podcasters who to have the guests walk over them and it's yeah. kind of like Ugh. you know you got to have a balance yeah and that's why you always want to have respect and and know you have the personalities yeah and that's why when i do when i meet a lot of people 
I like to observe and study and know each person's personality were what to say, what not to say, when to jump in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, though, that kind of stuff does come over time, and you've been doing it for a minute now. Since, I've been doing podcasts since September of 2018. Yeah, but you've gone hard. <laughs> hard. It's not like, you know, it's not, you, you've straight done like, which again, it's experience, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, someone could say like, yeah, I've been, those are my nieces. But you know, you could you could be like, oh, I've been doing a podcast for like two years, but how often do you record? Exactly. Right? That matters. Like Dusty and I consistently for years, we recorded, you know, at least once a week. Oh, I need, I need more reps. I got it. Yeah, name. you're crazy. Great because <laughs> because the reason why people say I'm crazy or the madness because I'm doing so much episodes to get the reps, but I'm also doing different types of podcasts if I'm being invited on, if it's live, oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. it's small, okay. big, no, whatever. He and I would do like our own podcast. Oh. We would get invited to Honestly, like there was a point where we had to like turn down some people's invitations because we would get a lot of invitations. It was very flattering. Really? It was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the thing is that they kind of wanted, like, they wanted... Their format. Well, they wanted us together, right? And so if it didn't work with his schedule, it didn't work with my schedule, it was like, well, then... We but you know what? I like what, wait, how you say it like that. I like to have you on first. Then I like to have a solo with Dusty. Mm-hmm. Then I will have two together. Oh, so fun. I would know your personality his personality yeah. and how it clicked together. Yeah. It's like that. Some people are like, oh, I want, no, nah, nah. I want to do it separate to know your version and his yeah. version. I think at the time, because we were such a package deal mm-hmm. that people like wanted us together. But you know what's so funny with him too is like we're both, and I'm sure he would admit to this, we're both kind of like egotistical. How the fuck we work so well together? But, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. We're both so like, look at me, look at me, you know? But it just, it's always worked with him. It's been a good dynamic for sure. Hell yeah. Well, right now, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to finish up these bunkish beers and we'll. Done? done? You're done. done? Another one? Done. All right. No. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have a vodka water now. Oh, I don't know about that. I'll give her one. I'm going to convince her. All right. We'll be right back. For you doing podcasts for a long time, I'm like, you have a lot more experience. And I'm like, to me, I always admire and I always want to like take notes for the ones who did podcasts for a long time. But honestly, I think that Dusty is a, a wonderful resource. Me, not some. I just, he brought me in. And I just happened to, I think, have the type of personality that is a good fit for this. Mm-hmm. So that's luck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I never had to work at it. All right, so we're coming back from break right now, and we're oh, talking. Shit, we've been talking. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking. So earlier, um, I want to I want to get on the low low because I want to I want to know how long Heidi and Dusty been doing podcasts for almost about eight years now, eight or nine yeah. years. Well, Dusty way longer than. But me. for you, for me, we started in 2012, and then really it was last year where we just kind of stopped. So yeah, shit, seven years. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, I've guest spotted since that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is my eighth year, if you count me being on other people's shows. From doing podcasts now, when you know, like, are you considered taking a break because of your grad school or? Because of grad school, it's just the time constraint. Yes. I think the nice thing is, I I, I don't know if I mentioned, mentioned this on there or off there. I don't have the best memory, but I've, I've kind of learned 
I think it was on there where I've learned like what I can talk about, what I should steer clear of that would mm. get me in trouble. Um, so now that I think I have that under wraps, I miss podcasting. I, I was going to tell you that right I there. I miss it. Especially like Monday, the episode with my boy. Because, you know, that's who I started with. And, uh, you know, I've been flattered to have been asked by a few people to co-host with them. Um, and shit, like I love so many different podcasts for so many different reasons. So it's Be- super flattering. So before you did the, before Fix with the VIP, I mean, you took a break. Who else podcasts you? Am I the only one or, or is there other people? You're the first one that I'd done in like a year. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't done any podcasts. Um, I did Eddie's podcast. Oh, yes. But that was a while back. That was a great one because, yeah. you know, with him, um, again, like everyone's so different, right? Everyone's show is so different. And with him, I we didn't. My intention was never to get fucking deep like that. And I was like, Eddie, what did you do to me? Like, he made me go so deep. Like, he, we talked about, like, deep shit where he, that was really nice. Like, I was able to set aside the, the, the goofiness and the raunchiness and really get real and deep. That was really nice. I felt when I met Eddie and he was on social networks, social uh, audio network, and when I was on his podcast... I went deep, and I was like, I think that was the first time I ever told that, you know, I was in a broken home. I was mentally, emotionally, physically, and I don't like bringing it up, but I have to, sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And it was more shocking to it when I have to tell the journey that I've been through because my family all is up north or out of the state. I had no family over here. So once my ex kicked me out, while I was couch surfing, we're leaving my aunt, things didn't work out. So we had no other choice but to move back up Northern California. But my, my mom at the time uh, didn't want me back. So I was stuck. How we're homeless. Oh, this was a couple years ago. You know, this is recent, maybe oh, three years ago. Three, yeah. Because and I had my two kids. Yeah, I was going to say you had your boys, huh? I was with my, my boys saw everything. Wow. They're with me to the end. Wow. So when I didn't, I had to drive, I was like, what am I going to do? I had nowhere else to go. I had money, but um, I had my my car was behind two payments. I was hiding from the repo. We were living in hotels until my for some reason my money ran out. Yeah. Oh shit! What am I gonna do? So we were living in shelters. There was times we were living in bathrooms. Yeah. There was times we were living in our car. There was times when I would would go to work, I would leave the ignition on in the car because in the summertime it was hot. So I put the air conditioner on with the the engine still running while I'm working overnight. And uh, there's times where we're sleeping, we're sneaking in the public storage at, you know, with sleep. And there was times we would be paranoid because the rats would bite us. And how does it feel to go from that to where you're at now? Honestly, if I was to go back, I wouldn't change one thing because what it made me feel is like, you're going to find out who's going to be there for you or not. Yeah. And I had so many friends. And with all that, I had no friends. I remember, and even family members too, yeah. and but it made me stronger to the point. I have never got my own place since I was at the age of twenty-two, and I re- I don't know if you heard the story. So when I got my own place for the first time at the age of what thirty, thirty-eight, thirty-seven, I mean thirty-six, thirty-seven around there, uh, we got our first apartment. I spent close to no lie about twenty-one hundred dollars on application fees. Feel forty bucks here, fifty bucks here. Whatever, only one called me back. 
and we're still living at that place though, but we're gonna move so I'm trying to build my credit yeah. and get a place when we moved in the only thing that we had Heidi is a microwave uh, a box of cup of noodles air mattresses that's it and the whole time we put the air mattress, we're sleeping together. And the only thing I can remember, I loved hearing, no noise, peace and quiet. And my kids were sleeping. I was crying the whole day. Never think like I would ever get my own place again. I was crying nonstop. And ever since then, I told myself, you know what? I know God put me in this situation. But he's not going to get, he's not going to put me in a burden into this. But I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to give you an obstacle but if you pass this obstacle, you're going to have a good life. Yeah. So I felt like this obstacle was something where I had to get rid of the past, the people who are negative and this, whatever, to be where I'm at now. I always wanted to start a podcast, but I felt like I don't know if I want to do it. So when I did, when George Perez and I ventured off after George Perez, I wanted to do my own thing. And I felt like I needed to fit because if I wasn't doing podcasts, I would hold this shit in. Yeah. So I need to let this out. So that's why I did a podcast and started doing these Mega Man lives to tell about my journey from when I was a kid until now. Because I want you, Dusty, Vix, and everyone who listens to this episode to know who Steven Martinez is. Not Mega Man, but who Steven Martinez is to know my journey. And you can have a you can have an obstacle and you've been through so much and look where you're at now dusty or me or whatsoever but you know what we're survivors and even though la and corona and this whatever we're fucking here we're Mm -hmm. fucking we made it Mm -hmm. even though it's pricey we're fucking (laughs) doing it and you know i think too uh i'm always i love stories of perseverance like that because i've been through hell and back you know i've been through a lot of shit and I think that people like us who survive it and come out even better, you know, people don't realize, like, before you get from point zero to 100, there's so much fucking work in between those two points. You know, there's, there's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. But shit, when you can look back and be like, look at what I've done fuck yeah you're fucking you know it's just like a whole new level of self right it's like this whole and that's why um, I get this question a lot how are you still single how am I still single because I haven't fucking met the person that matches my shit when I meet the person that matches my shit then I will someone who has been through some shit someone who survived it and made themselves better that's understandable you know, and that's the thing. You learn to value yourself a lot more when you've been through shit. I like that what you just said right there because I think that's a very important uh, topic that and answer that what you said because with me and my ex, she didn't understand it because she under didn't know what I'd been through. And when you have someone who's been with her family all and have a silver spoon in her mouth and all that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like, wait, wait, but you don't know how it is to yeah. live on the streets and this or whatever and struggle and, struggle and, figure it and out. not have your own place or you don't have your car, or then you don't have this or whatever. Yeah. It, it's, it's something that's where I, I don't want to say I don't, I don't respect her, but I just see it like you're not on my level yeah. because I want someone who's like you said, if you meet someone and he, that person, that guy's been the same journey as you and everything. And it's like, wow. 
I don't have to, like how you said earlier, I don't have to change him. I like him for who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flaws and all. Because, you know, I think there's something really intimate about knowing someone's trauma. Yes. Right? Yes. Because you're getting a look into their soul. Like, you're getting a look into who, what makes them who they are. Um, so, I think that's one of the most intimate things that you could share with a person. And it makes, at least for me, it makes me a lot more understanding of why the person works the way he does. Mm. Right? Because... Let's just say certain behaviors I probably wouldn't tolerate from someone who's been born with everything. Yes. Whereas someone who's a little broken, I'm going to be a little more tolerant of because it's expected, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That's at least the way that my brain functions. Yes. Um, But I think, yes, for sure. um, I know like my ex-husband, his upbringing was a lot more... I mean, he had both parents, you know, he... They didn't really like struggle. There were other things going on in, in that family for sure that he acknowledges now. But really, when you look at our lives, they were night and day, very different. You know, I came from full-blown dysfunction, no dad, blah, 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 right? Um, and so that made it very challenging for both of us because I was almost like jealous of the life he'd had. So I'd take a lot of shit out on him that he had nothing to do with. But I was too young and too stupid to know that I was doing that. And of course, he's over here like, what the fuck did I do? (laughs) I didn't ruin your life. Yeah. So, but I think that if you can come to an understanding, it's a beautiful thing when you can respect um, each other's journey and each other's trauma. It can be a really beautiful thing for sure. That's, that's, yeah. Because I think when, when people say, oh, oh, I come in a good home and shit like that. But yeah, but you were sheltered. You weren't. They didn't take the legs right under you. So you don't know what to expect with situations. You know, to me, going through the situations back then and early early stages and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. it made me very humble. Yeah. Because if this podcast gets good, this podcast doesn't and stuff. But you know what? It put me in a better place. It made me find myself, which I thought I did. But when you dig more deeper, oh, that's what I missed. Well, there's always layers to us, right? Yes. Like, I think that the minute you feel you are the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. dig a little deeper. Because there's always a better version, right? There's always, there's always a better. more. And I think you said something really important there. Like, you have invested a lot of time in this podcast. A lot. I see it. I respect it a lot. Like I told you, you went fucking... And this is from a person who's been doing it for years. I think you might have more episodes than we did in all those years, you know? But because, and you know, that's the difference between just like we, we did it, Dusty and I, I mean, Dusty was always a lot more serious about it than me. I was just there to fucking run my, there were times I was hungover. There was times I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this, but I did it, right? He was always a lot more serious about it. But, you know, I think that, you what you said that was so critical is and you know correct me if i'm wrong you basically said i don't regret this i've become better whether i make it big or not i've become a better person from doing this mm-hmm. and to think that someone wanted to take this away from you yeah i just i didn't see where someone it's almost like saying i want to put a gun in your head you make a decision either yeah. it's me or the podcast 
well, you can just shoot me because I'm, I'm going with the podcast. I just can't imagine, like, an ultimatum ever working. Can you? I don't know. I just, no. I've never given someone that's like saying like That's like saying you found someone and it, that person's saying either it's me or, or Dusty and Heidi's show. I was like, well, peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. You know? You know, because I'm just, and that's just my own natural personality. You get, you, you try to, corner me i'm done with you i mean recently because you're on defense mode and i don't like it don't fucking corner me that's why i felt you know? I, that's why i felt like i was yeah. at a defense mode. like what are you doing yeah don't corner me i i recently this is a big thing like when i date someone let's just say we're deeper than friends with benefits right mm-hmm. and i'm dating someone the first thing i always tell them is don't you ever say something to me because you expect to hear something back Ooh. don't tell me i miss you because you want to hear I miss you back. If you want to share I miss you, do it because you miss me. Because guess what? If I tell you I miss you, it's only because I miss you. It's not because I'm expecting to hear it back. So you don't want a person to force you to say something that you don't want to say. Bingo. So I told this fool, don't you ever. I think I found my new co-host. <laughs> I don't start a new part. I don't want to start. I'm going to start a second podcast. We'll do it every two weeks. We're, we're going to go on Heidi's schedule. <laughs> I think I just like, hey, she said, bingo, nigga. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. But yeah, I mean, that's why I stopped dating him because he tried to corner me one day and tried to force me to say something out. Look, I thank you that you feel that way, but I'm not going to tell you some shit I don't feel. I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to me. Why, why would I have you think I care about you more than I do? Mm-hmm. That's fucked up, right? That's fucked up. If I feel it, I'm going to say it. I don't give a shit if you don't love me back. I'm going to fucking tell you I fucking love you. Right? And you don't got to say shit back. Right? <laughs> but how much you love me? Are you love me? Are you in love with me? Because I learned that shit the hard way. It's not complicated shit. Just take I love you. <laughs> I don't know. I want to know, are you in love with me? That's crazy. But I heard see, two versions of it. I didn't know about that in the beginning. I did not know about but love. How crazy is that? You are telling this person how you feel. And that's not enough. What is enough? It, whatever comes out of your mouth should be enough. Why should I have to keep digging deeper? That's, right? Yeah. If you tell me I love you, that's fucking beautiful. You know, the, I love you. That's like three of the most beautiful words you could say to someone if it comes from your heart. Why do I need to dissect that and like, well, how do you love me? That's an insecurity on my part if I'm doing that. So when a person tells you, and let's, like, let's say you meet someone, the person you've been with the been with each other for a long time sure. and he said to you Heidi I just want to tell you I love you and you're like whoa that was the first time ever you said that how would he's like does he mean it is he this is he, oh, I don't do all that I just appreciate because that's, it because I feel like to me love is a big word it is a big word and guess what if you have the balls to say it to me and it it seems natural and natural and genuine i'm i'm gonna take it wholeheartedly and if i feel the same way i'm gonna say it back if not i'm just i'm gonna appreciate it i don't feel the same way this is like you'd be like prove it to me just go in the bedroom okay <laughs> that's like that's what you gotta do show me your dick okay let's go okay he's he has a hard on for me like that he I loves me i swear to god i'm such a fucking man like i'm easy when it comes to that shit like no, but I just want to say thank you because uh, when you, you said like, you know, the hustle's real and, uh, you know, me doing a podcast, 
it's like I said to you earlier, it's all about reps. It's all about understanding different types of personality of guests I want to bring on. Yeah. Different types of podcasts who invite me on or this or whatsoever. I have to be on my A game. And this is the thing I realized a lot of uh, people who give me advice. Martin Moreno, he said to me, you're going to go far on the podcast. I believe in you. But remember, enjoy the ride. Mm. Because you never know this episode can be your last. Yeah. So when he put that 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 in my mind, I thought to myself, when I have a guest on, I want to make it like the best episode, like it's my fucking last. That's and ever a since, fantastic mental shit. That's how we should live our lives, right? Because like, you never know the day. coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> we, you know, do you do you love how stressed I was when you text me like, hey, if I'm ready now, no, I need to decompress from going to Target, like. That was so intense for me. I get there and I'm just like, why are people panicking? Like, is there something I don't know about? I want to know about who the fuck is grabbing a whole bunch of toilet papers. Okay, maybe you. This game's a this game's this game's a deep shit. Maybe they they think they're gonna get diarrhea. But why are you out of my shower cleaner? My shower cleaner. That's bananas. Detergent. I had to. You know what? I had to buy like a fucking fat. Okay, I live on my fucking own. I'm responsible for me, myself, only. I had to buy like this ginormous detergent because that's all that was left. The big one? The big ass, where I was all, I guess I have a year's worth of detergent. Because that's all they had. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like that or nothing. Well, I guess I'll take, you know, I've got to work out lifting that shit and putting it in my bathroom. You could have brushed your outlet. I don't. I bet you it would have been the same shit. I saw, when I went to Aldi, it was bananas. They had toilet paper still. A whole bunch of everything. I don't know. But you know, like, there's signs putting, um, like, a limit on how much they yeah. can buy of shit. Like, stop it, people. Why are you being so crazy? Someone put a story. I should have reta- reposted this because all there's a picture where, I don't know what happened, where Target or Walmart, where all the toilet paper is gone, and there's an old lady with a basket trying to get toilet paper mm-hmm. and tissue. So how come we can't focus on them? Because they could be the first ones to go. Because yep. of the weak immune systems and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, That's sad. that are compromised, for sure. It's scary. Yeah. Fuck China, because all that should happen. They're... Okay, it wasn't China. <laughs> yes, it was. It no, was it China. It's, it's a virus that just, you know. But that's... do you know the whole story? It all happened in a market because what they did was they had all these animals. And you cannot mix animals with this because it forms a virus. That's what happened with Wuhan. The whole thing, everyone thinks it's a conspiracy, whatever. It's a chemical weapon. It's not even that. It's because the laws are too open where you can eat a bat or this or whatsoever. <laughs> or cam- eat a fucking camel? What the fuck is that? You, you don't know it might be delicious or eat a horse or whatever <laughs> but all that stuff's been going and there's a there's a page i follow and i saw all the stuff they don't show where people were dying from it it was it was sad i was like oh this is scary and it's like well what can you do there's no vaccine and it's gonna take about a fucking couple years it's it's scary when we were talking earlier when we were talking about joe rogan he had a person who the cdc disease about what's going on it's like Okay, but then Dr. Drew went on saying, like, come on, you guys, you're, you're making a big deal. It, it's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of perspective. I got a conspiracy for you. Okay. Every time there's a virus, what comes, what, what's, what's always around the corner? Uh, STD? <laughs> I don't know what. Election. 
Oh, maybe. Look, this is the thing. I, um, I, I just, I'm not, okay. I used to be a really, like, stressor, like, I, total anxious, but, um, ever since I discovered mushrooms, I don't give a shit about anything. You got, you got some right now? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I always got some on me. <laughs> I know. I'm going to take some tomorrow. I actually microdose. So, yeah. Okay. So, I micro, I macrodose also, like, um, um, maybe once a month I'll macrodose to actually, like, get high. But after my last journey on them, I, I, fuck, that was amazing. It was the most beautiful. And because of that journey, I call it a journey because it really was um, I'm not scared of dying anymore. I have zero fear of death. When, mind you, that shit used to keep me up at night. I used to stay up at night so worried I was going to die. Like, what it felt like and where was I going to go. And so I Wow, I want some of this shit. It was intense, dude. It was intense. And so, like, after because I visited, I visited the afterworld. And it was so beautiful. It was so amazing that I was like... I want, I want to die. Not like not in a suicidal way, but I was like... Oh, What's dude. that thing Joe Rogan talks about? He goes to the South America and he does that stuff. I, the ayahuasca. I want to try that. Yeah. That's where you get deep into your or life. Or the DMT. There's yes. too, the DMT, yeah. Because they said, the, they said your, eye, your, third eye. your third eye is in your stomach or your, or your brain. And it opens up where... The, the stuff that you don't want to talk about, you have to hit it straight on. If not, you're going to freak out. Well, that's what happened to me on my last journey. I lost all sense of self. Whoa, 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 all wait, wait. Ego. You tried? You, what happened? So well, no, me. I did on mushrooms. So what happened? Mushrooms. I just really completely let go. So I did I did almost a full eighth, which is a full... So I've started slowly. I did um, initially, I did like half an eighth. Then I did like, you know, like a, a little more. So I gradually, I've done it four times... I do microdose, so every third day I take only like 0.2 of a gram, mm-hmm. um, and that's helped tremendously. But I was also doing them, you know, like to for the high. But I wasn't doing it for the high to just feel high. I went in with a purpose of healing. Oh. And so that is the purpose of this of uh, the mushrooms is to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's God made doesn't matter what god what deity you believe in it's of the earth and so the purpose of it is for self-healing for awareness for you know healing others and so um yeah this last time i went in really deep i did a full eighth and shit like i you let inner demons out big time i mean it i've never cried like that in my life and felt all this pain and agony that I did as a kid. It was like I was actually feeling it again. Fuck, and it dude. just but guess what? Just it was it was out. It was like vomiting. You know when you're like so fucking scared of throwing up and then you're just like, fuck it, it's coming up, right? And you're just like bleh. And then um and then you're just like oh. right? You feel just like and that's what that's what mushrooms does. I wanna try that shit. It's amazing. I would say start slow. I always, I tell. No, I want to go deep. I have a lot of stuff I want to throw up. But that's why, like, you're going to get stuff out each time. Because I did. I did. You know, each time. I feel I, scared to do it by myself. 
Yeah, I fucking did it by myself. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I was, I was flying. My last time. I'm going to call my baby mama. Ooh. I was like, hey, take the kids for two weeks. <laughs> All you need is a day. I mean, you know what, though? The last trip, because it was so intense. Because imagine, it's like a um, like a six to eight hour adrenaline rush. That's what it is. Really? The next day, you're fucking spent, dude. You're tired. You're tired. Yeah. The next day, you're just like, oh, what the fuck was that? It's not like a hangover where you feel like shit. You're just like, like you're, you're tired. What about the third day? Nah, you're fine. We get like rejuvenated. You're f- oh, you'll get the best fucking sleep of your life that second day. Yeah. Not that bad. Dude, your sleep is like so deep, and then so yeah, so like the, so it depends if you do it in the daytime. So mm-hmm. let's just say you do the you do a you know full trip in the daytime, and mm-hmm. you're coming down around six p.m. Right, five to six. Um, that you'll be fine the next day, cause that night you'll fucking sleep like crazy, right? And then the next day you'll be fine. But if you, my last trip I did it at night, so I was pretty much up till like i didn't sleep oh you were up i was fucking up till like two in the morning you can't sleep huh fuck no <laughs> okay i want to i thought this was a hold on hold on hold on time out you ain't sleeping i wanted i want i thought this was a sleeping pill no boo-boo. <laughs> no boo-boo. it is the opposite of sleep <laughs> hell no i'm gonna see in the house i'm gonna be like i'm not gonna walk out or whatever but mm. like mm-mm. okay i did not I know that i don't know how the fuck people do it in public no you're you're <laughs> Um, you're out. You're in the zone. Yeah, it's it. I mean, I had a very beautiful experience, but you know, you can talk. To, it depends on your state of mind. You have to be real careful. I heard people who do mushrooms when they get into deep, they kind of talk to themselves. I was talking. Uh, I was full blown conversing conversations with myself that day. What the fuck, Dad? <laughs> I was. I was. You know what? When I had that moment where I felt all that pain from childhood, I was saying out loud. No one was there for me. You're like, I you're was like, alone, and I'm like saying so shit like, out loud. So like when you were little, like like your dad wasn't there for you. I don't know my dad. He didn't want me, so like I was like a, a product of an affair. So in oh, in utero, in my mom's uterus, I felt rejection. So of course I was born with all these fucking issues already, right? Um, I had a really rough childhood. A lot of the same abuses you went through for sure physical sexual emotional for me emotional was the most I think with all that I think emotional is, is really the one that's more deep it, because it penetrates you in a much different way because it haunts you when you yeah. when you get older it still haunts you even though you try to like move on from the past it still creeps creeps up it's like hey I'm still here still well you know what it is for me and I think other people that I've talked to the emotional component when you know your brain is a funny and a funny organ um, it is what you feed it and so in in your formative years if what you're hearing is you're stupid you're ugly you're retarded, you're retarded right like all these horrible toxic things what do you become the things you're fed right but you don't realize that it, you have to discover that you can feed yourself good things, right? It's like if you grew up on junk, 
Mm-hmm. You know, if all you ate were hot Cheetos and candy, right? Or monkish beers. Right? Or monkish beers. <laughs> oh, but, and then later on you're like, oh shit, I can have vegetables, right? That's what it is for our mind. But imagine breaking that cycle is fucking intense. And even with the sexual abuse, there's such an emotional component to it. You know, there's, there is this element in every form of abuse, there's always the emotional abuse component to it. When it's physical abuse, you know, you're getting your ass beat, you're usually hearing some harsh things. You know, when you're uh, sexually abused, the, the, the emotional trauma of, well, why did that feel good? Because, it, because you have no control over how your body reacts to stimulus. You, how does a child know that? Right? Or, you know, like, why didn't I stop it? Ah, because you were a kid and that was an adult. And they shouldn't have been doing that. And what kid stands up to an adult? Is there a thing called submissive abuse? Um, what do you mean? Submissive abuse is where that person knows that you had nowhere else to go. And she abuses you because you're stuck. You, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're a prisoner in that mind. And she gets a kick out of it. And you, ha- like you have nowhere else to go. And she abuses you because, hey, if you don't do this, I'm going to kick you out of my house. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's still... That's you, heard of that? you, heard, you heard of that, right? Well, I've never heard that term, but it, that's, that's a form of emotional abuse. Mm. Of course, definitely, right? Because there's a power differential. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a power differential where the abuser has some form of power over the person being abused, it's abuse. You know, it's abuse. If you were dependent, you could be a full-grown adult, but you're dependent on that person, right? For food, shelter, whatever, your basic necessities. That's a form of abuse because they're holding that over you to get something out of you. So it's a power differential. This is deep talk right here. Dr. Heidi, y'all. Dr. Heidi, y'all. Fuck Dr. Phil. This is Dr. Heidi. I'm not just a vulgar mouth. (laughs) No, no, because because I've been through that. I I always want to know from a woman's standpoint of that kind of situation right there. And let me tell you something. One of the things that really bothers me is this misconception that women are not abusers. Uh, women are fucking abusers, can be abusers. Um, statistically, men rank higher, but you also have to consider that women were, we are socialized to be more vocal than men, right? For you to say, I was sexually abused, I'm willing to bet, is 10 times harder than for me to say, I was sexually abused. Why? Because that's how we're socialized. You suck it up. It's not sexual abuse. You're a boy. You you should like it. Right? That's fucked up and that's the message we send our males. That's almost like saying like, oh my gosh, Mega Man. Oh, I fuck so many girls. It's like, okay. Oh, but if Heidi fuck all these guys, oh, you're a slut. Yep. For sure. Okay. You know, it's, 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 um, it's the way we're socialized. Like men, it's okay if you guys are macho and fuck all these women right but i could fuck the same amount of men that as you have women i'm a slut so the way we're socialized but 
on the flip side, I get to express myself. I get to share vulnerability and I'm not going to be called a pussy ever. And also I'm a woman. And also with women, they're more, they're more survivors because they can make it on their own with kids. Because you know a lot of the times where Hey, you've made it on your own with kids. That's one in a million. Cuz how often do you hear a guy being a single father raising his kids, having his own place and all that? You don't hear it that much. I mean, let's be let's be frank. Well, because again, statistically men bounce more often than women and that's where i feel sometimes where i hope i'm not i don't want to be that person because like oh he look at he's a deadbeat father he's this like that let's try to see what happens because i always thought about this what happens if a lot of the men were in that picture instead of being a deadbeat father in this and they have a kid together maybe that kid when they grow up wouldn't be fucked up because there's a mother and dad in the household or this whatever a lot of the a lot of the men or women won't be in prison. They won't be fucked up. They won't be poor. They won't be this. Won't be that. Who knows if there's a father around, father in the picture? Well, you know, and this is the thing too. You kind of you don't even have to be in the same home. Mm-hmm. Co-parent, be fucking adults and get along for your kids. Because my ex-husband and I, I think are a beautiful example of that. We couldn't stand each other. Obviously, we're not together, right? We yeah. fucking butted heads. But when it came to our kids, because he's got a daughter and then our son, um, we just fucking, we co-parented. Mm-hmm. And both of our kids are doing great. Mm-hmm. You know, my son is independent, lives in Arizona. Oh, doing shit. Doing his own shit. Nice. My stepdaughter is engaged right now, doing her own thing. You know, it's a lot more expensive to live on her own in California, so I'll give her that. My son's in Arizona living on his own, you know. Cheap but, over there, too. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, so it... But again, our kids are doing, you know, they're doing really great. They haven't had any issues with substance abuse. I credit that to he and I being able to co-parent, even though we weren't in the same home. But yes, of course, the more support a child has, the better. Because, you know, I don't, did you have both parents? My, my parents split up when I was 11. Were they still both present in your life? Uh, my mom was, my dad was like, I'm kind of more off like in the picture you know but it was more like i kind of like try to reach my dad out for a year or two it's like hey let's get that love but i don't want to be that person to be like i'm gonna force you to love me but if you don't want to love me i get it because i'm not gonna be like be like this till i'm 50 or 60 yeah. and you know whatever so he was inconsistent that's consistent yeah because it's 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 it's, a, it's my stepmom she wears the pants yeah but you see again like if you have the more people you have loving you and supporting you, the mm-hmm. better. And this is what's really critical in in human development is that the two most important people in our lives are our mom and our dad, right? Our parents. So if any dysfunction experience with either one is going to impact us. So if we have a healthy relationship with both more than likely our outcome is going to be a lot healthier. I like where you're at right there. I I totally get it. With with my mom and dad, ever since I've been doing the podcast, I matured so much, understand, and I came to realize both my parents were fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You were teaching me all this shit wrong and this or whatsoever. That's a helicopter. You know, Damn, that was a li- Are they lucky for you, Mega Man? Hell no, man. <laughs> I, I, I pay my child support. <laughs> Maybe they're looking for me. 
I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like both my parents were fucked up. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, you know what? The stuff that you're teaching me were teaching me wrong. So the stuff that we see on the news, I read books, podcasts, audio, whatsoever. I'm not going to listen to you because that's your old m- mentality. Yeah. You're being extinct. Because like how you were, you have a son. I have kids. We're like kind of like the old school but the new school mixed together where if your mom if your if your son says to you oh mom you never been to the same situations motherfucker you know who i am i'm Heidi perez dude <laughs> i've been through this shit we can relate you know but my daddy couldn't because he was in that old generation yeah you know that but you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna correct you a little there Ooh, here we go here we go i like that i like that if my son said that to me i would say you are right because i don't know Mega Man, you and I don't know what it's like to fucking grow up in in this culture of of social media, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We have no idea what that's like because back in our day, that shit did not exist. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it's like to be humiliated on a worldwide scale. Oh yeah, right? you're you're dude. You can lose your job. You can lose everything on one fucking one post. Fucking thing. We don't know that. So if my son, and I think that's a part of maturing too, mm-hmm. and a part of um, breaking that chain of abuse, because in my opinion, it is a form, although it may be ignorance, it is a form of abuse to tell someone, I've been through worse, when they're trying to share their pain, right? How so? You're minimizing what they've been through. So if you're sitting here telling me, or my son, like, Mom, you don't understand what I've been through. Don't you tell me I was knocked up at 17 and I had a job at your age. About Guess what, though? I have a vagina. I have no idea what it's like to be a man. I have no idea the social pressures of what my boy has to go through. I have no idea of the social pressures in this day and age. That he has to go through. Because you never know if your son one day meets someone and that and that one that girl he's with, like, hey, I want a kid. You don't give it to me, it's over. I don't know those pressures. <laughs> I'm a fucking female. Well, no, I've, had, I've had a lot of guys want to knock me up. Damn. <laughs> I've had a few women too, but I'm just like, no, thank you, right? No, but I mean again, like I don't know the pressure of like again like living my life through social media, right? And, um, you know, the, the pressures that he, like him not, like in our day and age, yeah. we had to approach one another. Yeah, we face had to, to talk face. on the phone. Like we had to do all those things. Yeah. I don't know this fucking hooking up culture of just like swiping. And so, so in my opinion, when you're minimizing someone's experience, you know, maybe abuse is a strong word, but you're definitely not being supportive. You know, you're you're not being the best parent you can be if you're telling your kid I've been through worse rather than opening up the lines of communication and saying tell me more about your experience the only one I know who who's always like that with his son but doesn't say hey, I've been through worse he tells him this is Martin and Hooter the comedians because that's father and son mm-hmm. because look it I've been through this shit I'm going to tell you I'm not going to be around the bush and show it to you yeah. this is how it is and that's that's fantastic I've talked to my son that way. Oh, wow. Shit, I've talked... Look, I'll tell you right now. Actually, just recently, my son is my greatest protege. I've taught my son how to get laid. And he'll tell you right now, that fool could get pussy whenever he wants. <laughs> and he'll tell you, it's because I taught him a woman's perspective, right? A strong woman's perspective, Damn. right? 
Actually, I got to brag a little. I texted my son the other day and I was like, baby, random question because I was having a conversation with someone. I said, how confident are you? My son's good looking. He is good I see the picture. Right? He's a good looking boy. Mrs. Stewart girl. He's a good looking boy. Um, I said to him, on a scale from zero to ten, zero being like no confidence, ten being like a hundred percent, how confident are you that if you wanted to get laid right now, you could? This fool said in California or Arizona. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, and I, game over. Right? And I said, well, shit, both, right? He's on Arizona, 10. California, 12. I was like, that's my boy. 10 days? No. That's how confident he is from 0 oh, to 10. Like I, thought 10 like, I thought he meant 10 minutes or 10 days. No, he meant seconds. <laughs> shit, like he means like, yeah, I could fuck with someone right now, right? 10 means right now. 12 means, like, you know? Um, and so... That made me, you know, that made me a little proud. That made me a little proud. Like, yeah, my son, you know, he knows she, because I, because I've always been open with him. And I will admit that when he was younger, I had that mentality of like, I've been through worse. It's as I've gotten older that I wish I hadn't taken that approach and opened up the lines of communication more and been like, tell me more, son. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is what I try to do now. And I think that's why now he's too open sometimes like fuck okay too open where I'm like mm-hmm. you, know, you get a bit too too comfortable, too comfortable. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear this shit with mommy okay right there's times where I'm like damn you really did not have to tell me all that uh, I would I would say the stuff to my mom but my mom's like fuck I have I'm, this too much you, Steven you're too much I say <laughs> well yesterday I was on some TMI TMI yeah, we there was a well there was a podcast we where I'm gonna do and this person we're talking about like the kickback podcast I did a, a couple weeks back. We talked about I had some experience in sexuality, you know, hook threesomes, gang bangs and this and like You did a gangbang? Oh yeah, it, it was bad. I saw a fist it fight. Like, it's all fist creepy. fight. Well, I, I was know. I was a third person, so there was two guys fucking her and after that I guess that guy's balls hit his balls. Didn't like it. it got into a fist fight. What? Pushed the girl off her. It got into a fist fight. Yeah, I saw some weird shit. I was like, fuck this. Were they fucking her at the same time? Yeah. Like DP. One from behind and one from the front? Yeah. And their balls hit? <laughs> Whatever. I thought I'd be like, well, that kind of feels good for a second. I was like, I don't know why. It's not like massaging the balls. <laughs> That's what I say. Hey, who's a fluffer? <laughs> But hey, we don't know. But yeah, I saw so weird then shit. So you're all fuck this shit. I got it. I got you, girl. Hell no, man. So it's, you went in. I, yeah, because you know what happened. But this... like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Were you in a public place? Were you in a room? In a hotel. You were in a hotel, and there was one girl. There was one girl and five guys. Okay, five guys. Uh huh. And how many had already fucked her? We just started. You just so, so the two, then they hit balls, and they were like, no. So then you went in as the third. I was going to go in the third. I was and ready. And two more went in. So check this out. So when we were about to have sex with a girl, we had to pick a stick. Who's going to go first? <laughs> oh so the one God. with the short stick goes last. Oh, my God. So Was just, this being recorded, or it was just for fun? For fun. She got off on it? Well, but the husband was there. <gasps> Well, husband, was he jerking off? No, the husband was videotaping. Husband, he wanted to videotape it, but he was like, nah. There were some guys who didn't want their face shown, so they wore like Halloween mask. <laughs> you were like kind of weirded out, huh? No, I, I just, I'm a nasty bitch, and that just no. 
because they're very discreet. I've had it. I've had a threesome, but yeah, no. With with a guy and a girl or two girls? No, it was uh, a guy and a girl. Yeah, so it was two girls and a guy. I did a threesome uh, one time, and it it went bad because, like we were talking earlier, who's gonna get fat? Who's gonna catch feelings first? Mm. So I was focusing on one girl, and the other girl didn't like it. Yeah, you know, I think with the three, so what happened was, this was crazy. How much time do we have? It was crazy. Um, it ended up, I hadn't had sex for almost a year. That's the longest I've ever done. Fucking cobwebs. It was, cr- it was, she was hurting. But it was like, <laughs> 11, it was like 11 months and three weeks, okay? And I was like, you know what, I'm going to fuck someone, because I was going on a cruise. And I did. I met someone, and I was just like, yeah. a couple. Oh, a couple. Oh, no, just a guy, right? Oh, and that was a couple. Okay. So we fucked, and it was supposed to be just a one night stand, like, and it was really great. Well, he kept hitting me up, right? Ooh. And I was out in Miami at the time, so we saw each other again before, because he lived in New York, I lived out here, right? So after that, we just kept communicating because there was a lot of chemistry, Ooh, right? Shit. A lot of chemistry. Come to find out, he's fucking married, right? And I was just like. What? He wasn't wearing a ring. I Too didn't, good to be true. I didn't bother to You saw that little, that little skin right there? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, or else I would have been like, no, oh, I don't sh- fuck with married men. I don't fuck with married men. I don't fuck with men with... with... Trust me, my hardcore crush right now is married. What could I do? Nothing, <laughs> right? Because I know he wants me to, but I'm not going there, right? Like, I'm not a side piece. And so I was just like, what? When I found out, long story short, we all ended up meeting up. We had an amazing it was amazing it was really amazing because it was but he ended up getting jealous because her and i had a really much more intense connection than he and i he ended up getting super jealous because i i guess pleased her better than he did damn i know i know a girl a girl interesting i know so, is that where the temptation is? Is like for a woman, it's like, do I like being straight or I like being bi? Well, I'm not straight because that would be a lie. Um, I just like what I like. You just uh, go with the flow. I go with the flow. Um, I, you know, I, I prefer, I really enjoy men. But I have, I'm not able to connect with men the way I am with a woman. So, mm. with a woman, I can connect with her on a much more... Intimate oh, yeah. level because I have a lot more respect for women than I do men. Gotcha. So with men, I'm more just like we could fuck, right? Like just get get rid of that. With the but, women, it's more like chemistry, deep deep talks and everything, yeah. laying down, get to know each other. I can't be an asshole with a woman like I could a man. Ooh. A man, this is fucked up because I have a son, but with a man, I don't care. I don't care. But I with could, the women, I could fuck you and we're done. But with the women, you you more like, hey, stay stay for tomorrow night. I'll cook you breakfast. Oh, you're a butthole, dude. That's fucked up, dude. I know, I'll cook your breakfast. Damn. I'll, like, like, I'll kiss her all nicely. Damn, that's fucked up. So you were let, you was like, hey, you can stay for I'll make breakfast. But when a guy's like, hey, uh, I think it's that time uh, you gotta I, go. I don't like to share my bed. Only, only, if, only if he's like super good in bed then yeah because i was gonna tell you uh i don't even want to take a do you have time right now well let's keep going let's keep going because we have a uh how, how much time you have shit i was supposed to cook dinner but i don't know now. Take, you want to take a break because you want to take a let's, let's take a break right now and we'll be right back but i gotta cook but no because i gotta cook dinner <laughs>
Okay. Okay. What? How, how about how okay? How about this? How about we do a part two? Uh, three. Because this is our two. <laughs> well, that that one didn't count. <laughs> let's do a part two because there's so much. Because right now we're running out of time right now. All right. So let's do a part two down the road. Um, I don't know when you're available and stuff like that because, I fuck Heidi. We don't describe. <laughs> fuck. This is deep, dude. Because I know you. I know you got shit. Let's do a part two and uh, down the road and stuff. Maybe in a couple months and stuff yeah. because. There's so much we got to talk about because now we... Oh, my God. This is getting yeah, very interesting. Getting okay. <laughs> I just want to say, Heidi, I know we're going to do a part two. For sure. um, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's yeah. podcast. Fuck, I want to keep on going, but you could... I know. It's good I know, stuff. I know. Good stuff. Um, where can everyone follow you at? Um, I mean, I don't do much, guys, mm-hmm. but I guess my Instagram... My mm-hmm. Instagram, La Ruka Sala. You always um, shout me out. Thank you. I got you, girl. So, you know, just look at his pictures on there. <laughs> you can and, follow me there. And I just want to say, uh, having you on, getting to know you more, um, I have to say, fuck, I don't want to say this because people, a lot of my guests get very jealous and get very, what the fuck, I'm in DMs. I have to say, this is, has to be one of my top five. Oh, thank you. Of all you. time. And it's like, I was like, fuck, this is getting deep now. This is so good. It's like. I got Eddie on you. I know. I know. <laughs> that magic touch Eddie has. I know. He's like, damn. And Fix is like, I'm jealous. Like, man, that, good, that episode's better than mine. You know? But um, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Megan Mance podcast. Sure. I really appreciate time. it. I hope you like the monkey spears. It was amazing. I'm telling you. Oh. My can's over there. I'm uh, going to keep the can. It's so cute. If you want another one, I have my car, and you can save That's it, put dangerous. in your fridge and all dangerous. that. Stuff. For for one, one, if you go like, oh, fuck, I don't want There's no more toilet paper. <laughs> I'm just going to have a monkish beer and wash my ass. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, Heidi, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. We're gonna, I'm going to have you on for part two. Um, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate review on Apple Podcasts. Leave me some stars. Leave a comment to make the podcast better. Uh, find my podcast on Apple, Google, Podbean, Anchor, Stitchers, and other podcast platforms where you can find my podcast. Other than that, I had a very, very awesome time doing the podcast with Heidi Perez, man. Good time. We're going to do it again. For sure. Part two For is sure. coming up. Oh, I can't wait, dude. I'm anxious. I'm anxious, I'm but... I'm bisexual talk, guys. Tune in. See, <laughs> see, that's how Mega Man got turned on right now. <laughs> you know when you you know when you look at a porno and there's a lesbian scene, you want to fast forward it, but when you hear a woman talk, like, hey, keep on telling me more. Tell me more, you know? But we're going to get to part two down the road. Other than that, Heidi again. Thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Good time. All right. We're out. Later, guys. Bye.